Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. How do I intro? I've never done this before. Um, just kidding. Welcome to the NGMI podcast, or welcome back to the NGMI podcast. Today, we'd like to welcome Jimmy Choi. Am I saying that right? Yes, that's correct. Woo! Cool. What's up, Jimmy? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me out here. Thank you for having us with you to here as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Choi is an athlete, and his wife is a scholar. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what, what I heard. <laughs> and a legend. Kind of a legend, right? Yeah. Yeah, do you want to give us a brief rundown about your story, what you do? Because sure. I found you from TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I might be a legend, but just in my, maybe in my house. No, wait, no, because my dog is number one. <laughs> my, my, my daughter is number two, and my son, and then my wife, and then me. So I don't know about legend. Bottom, okay. Um, you're, you're all legends. You're just maybe the fifth legend in the house. I'm the fifth legend. You know what? You know what? The dog likes me. That's, <laughs> That's good. What kind of dog? Uh, uh, she's a golden doodle. Oh, yeah, cute. So, Those are cute. Yeah, she only likes me because you know, I buy the food. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm 47 years old. Uh, mm -hmm. But I was diagnosed with um, young onset Parkinson's uh, when I was just 27. So that's oh, wow. 20 years ago. So I've oh, lived wow. with Parkinson's disease for 20 years. And um, people always say, you know, is it possible to get Parkinson's that, that young? And the answer is yes. Um, while most people develop Parkinson's disease at the age of around 60, 60 years old, uh -huh. um, there are about 10% of people who develop Parkinson's uh, before the age of 40. So wow. we are we are classified as the young onset Parkinson's. It's the same Parkinson's, right? It's just that we develop it younger. Uh -huh. In in the case of it <clears throat> developing, does it develop and get worse? Do you maintain it? Does it start somewhere, or does it is it always the same? Like yeah. So um, I don't. If you guys know Michael J. Fox, uh, mm -hmm. he has a saying that says, "If you've met one person with Parkinson's, you've met one person with Parkinson's." It's still different for everybody. Yeah. But what is you know what is the same across the board is that there is no cure for Parkinson's disease. It is a neurodegenerative disease, which just means that it gets worse over time. Mm -hmm. uh, brain cells begin to die off in the brain that produce dopamine uh, cells, and of course, uh, dopamine is the chemical in your body that helps control movement. Yeah. So anything that is movement related can be affected. Uh, so as time goes on, um, a typical person with Parkinson's will get worse and worse um, and to the point where some people might completely freeze up and not be able to move. Yeah. Or some people can just move so much all the time that it's completely uncontrollable. Right. Um, so it's like the, the spectrum is just so wide, right? And that is one of the less known things about Parkinson's because people think about Parkinson's, they immediately envision an old guy that has tremors. Right. And, and, and that's all they think. Oh, it's just tremors, right? No uh -huh. big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tremors is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, if you think about it, anything that is a movement that's a muscle can be affected, right? Your heart is a muscle. Your wow. tongue is a muscle. Right. Even those little tiny muscles in your ear that control your eardrums is a muscle. Jeez. Right? So nobody ever thinks about that. So mm -hmm. to, to, you know, and one of the things I, I like to make sure that people understand is that uh, tremors is what you can see, which is what people associate people with Parkinson's. Right. But now imagine having just constipation, like chronic constipation, because your bowel movements is a movement, right? right. So now everything slows down. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I just imagine I'm sitting there on the toilet, just like losing my shit, trying to lose my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, and, and you know, nobody wants to talk about that because cause poop is not fun to talk about. Hey, we right? talk about right. poop here all the time. Yeah, you, hey, you know what? That's, 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 that's why I feel at home already. Hey, let it all out, man. <laughs> let it all out. Exactly. You can. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and you know, Constipation, just a lot of pressure builds up, a lot of pain goes on. But mm -hmm. And then when I talk about that little muscle in your ear, mm -hmm. in, in my right ear, it's always tremoring. That muscle is tremoring. Mm -hmm. So which means my eardrum is tightening and loosening, tightening and loosening 
I don't know. Is it something you hear or just something you feel? Yeah, it's you know, it's kind of like fluttering. So if you do this to your own ear, that's what I, what I hear out of my oh, right wow. ear. So if so, when you're talking, if if you see me turn around like this, it's uh-huh. because I can't hear you. Got it. Okay. So you know, I don't know if you guys like uh, the um, um, the television show How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. right? Neil Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. Barney Stinson, right? Yeah. He, yeah. That one episode, he's like where he got an ear infection right and uh-huh. he can hear his heartbeat he goes i can hear my own ear think about it right <laughs> yeah that's me all day long i can hear my own ear wow so but any, you know so long story really short ultimately um over time <clears throat> parkinson's in in most people will get worse but you know what i have experienced for myself is i've been down that road the first eight years after i was diagnosed i i i kind of succumbed to that I'm going to have Parkinson's and this is it for me. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, But I found out after my first eight years that there is something to be done. There are things that you can do to maintain movement. There are some things you can do to uh, maintain as best of a life as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And did you, you know? figure out these things based on like a community that you found or just like trial and error from your end or all of the above? Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. Um, you know, so the first eight years, I, I just shut down, right? Mm-hmm. I went into denial. I went into disbelief. I yeah. basically told, you know, I, I, I didn't tell anybody, first of all. I didn't even tell my wife when I was diagnosed. Wow. Um, I told her three months later because I started taking medication, right? So you were already yeah. with her when you got diagnosed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, also, sorry, how did they, how did you go in to get it diagnosed? Like how? So it's the, probably the longest process that I've, that I've <clears throat> encountered, you know, and um, you know, my, my, my grandma has gone through cancer. My parents have gone through cancer and, and this is like a long, the way to be, cause there's no blood tests right. for Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is all, uh, subjective to a observation of, of, of your neurologist. Right. Uh-huh. So it was a clinical diagnosis, meaning, um, they sat me down and they said, well, how do you feel about this? And you know, what are you feeling? And then they start ruling things out and then they'll do, I've done cat scans mris you know all these things and they found nothing because parkinson's doesn't show up in most of those and then ultimately uh what they do is like sort of the last straw the last thing that they give you is take this medication which is this is exactly how one of the you know then my my neurologist saw me and she said this is like my third neurologist and she's like in five minutes she goes oh you've got parkinson's just by looking at me i'm like what and so she's like she's like take this medication and if it works i'm right if it doesn't work, I'm wrong. What were the early symptoms that you initially went into the doctor for? So remember, I was 27 years old, yeah. right? And I was feeling a lot of, uh, I was starting to feel like uh, small tremors here and there, like smooth movement things, like twitches here and there. Mm-hmm. I was losing my balance. I was, yeah, that's, so that's, that's the first thing I, I, I did was I thought that it was stress related. Right. It's everyday life, right? Yeah. Because every, we've all been in situations where our eyes are just like, you know, just like popping back and forth, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and that's stress related. So it was stuff like that. Stiffness, like really, really slow movement. Like I know I can move faster, but I'm like trying to, for, if I'm trying to reach for that water, I know I can get there faster, but it's just really slow, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then loss of balance. These were the f- first signs, but I thought it was just everyday life. Yeah, like you right. were just getting fatigued from from well, life and yeah, work. From, yeah, I was I was in a stressful job. You know, I was uh-huh. I was part of the part of the generation that that launched the internet, right? And I was right. part of that movement, so it was stressful. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then for for all the young people listening, yes, I'm older than Google. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and you worked at Google. And I worked at, worked Google, at Google, right? Google. Yes. <laughs> but you know, so those are things that everyday life and I just never thought to get it checked out. Mm-hmm. But when I got married, I, um, my wife and I, uh, got married and we decided that we're going to try to start a family. And my dad always says, go buy life insurance when you're ready to start a family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. So the nurse that came in to do the life insurance physical, she's like, Hey, you know what? I've noticed some things about you. Uh, and she can't give me a diagnosis, right? Nurses right. can't do that. Right. Yeah. Um, but she says, look, I do this insurance stuff on the side, but um, my everyday job, I work in a neurologist's office. So these are the things that you should go talk to your doctor about. And she gave me a whole list of things that wow. she saw and noticed in me. 
And that's kind of how things got started. But even she with give you the life insurance first. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so she signed off on my on my physical. Okay. And that, and then yes, I did get my life insurance. Nice, good. <laughs> that's a great question too, because now it's almost impossible for me to buy life insurance. You know. Oh, because you've been diagnosed. Because, because I've been diagnosed. Oh wow. Yeah. But you know that was kind of how the road I got to get diagnosed. But it wasn't as simple as that, because like I said, it was months and months of visits to specialists. Sure. Uh, before somebody had the guts to say, dude, you got Parkinson's. This is what it is. Yeah. 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 What? I'm, I'm curious why the other two people wouldn't have been able to come out and say it. Like, is it like, has it not been around that long? Or? No, yeah. My Parkinson's, uh, so Dr. Parkinson's is the first person that described and named the disease. Mm -hmm. um, he just had his 200th birthday, you know, a couple of years ago. Okay. So it's been around for a long time. Or the disease yeah. has been identified for a long time. But once again, the stigma is that this is for old people. So right, anybody that comes in when, this, when they're that young, neurologists who don't specialize in movement disorders uh, will tend to stay away from that based on statistics, right? Just, based on your right. age. That's probably not Parkinson's. So okay. we'll just stay away from that. And you mentioned uh, Michael J. Fox earlier because yeah. he's a pretty big advocate for it because he was really young too when he got diagnosed, He right? was 29. 29, he was diagnosed. yeah. yeah. Um, so he, had, you know, of course, the Michael J. Fox Foundation is the uh, largest foundation for Parkinson's research um, to, to date in the last 20, 20 years. They've raised over a billion dollars and funded a bi wow. billion dollars in research. Um, in the last 20 years, there's, there's so much progress has been made, mm -hmm. but there's still so much work to do. Sure. You know, um, and then just for full transparency, I do sit on the patient board for the Michael J. Fox Foundation as well. Right on. Sweet. Yeah, I saw you. You you have some photos with him up on, up on the IG. <laughs> Is he a cool guy? Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, everybody has a a, a vision of uh, you know people that they see on TV, right? right. Yeah. Um, and because of the characters that he's played, uh, everybody's got this sense of him that he's probably the nicest guy. And the funniest person you can meet, and that's exactly who he is. <laughs> you know, that's good. Yeah. You know, d despite despite what he's gone through, he's living with the disease now for thirty years. You know, and uh -huh. um, every time I see him, it's it, it, he's always cracking jokes. You know, we can we can laugh about it, um, and that's the only way to move forward. One of the things that he he's taught me, he's been a, he's been a really good mentor for me. Um, uh -huh. And uh, one of the things that he he taught me. And it's something that I've hung on to for the last seven years or so when he told me this is that, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're not, you can't, you can't be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's right. It's like <laughs> yeah. Choosing a mindset, you know, instead of letting it, everything get you down. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I lived my first eight years in the darkness. My wife caused it the dark year. And she never told me that until, you know, uh, a, a few years ago when I started making my, my, my turnaround, my change, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Because those first eight years, I was just busting my butt trying to make as much money as I can so I can make sure that my family's taken care of. Right. And then, you know, stress, we know today is the number one enemy for Parkinson's. It elevates all the symptoms. Oh, wow. So I was actually doing myself a disservice by putting myself in extra stressful situations. Yeah. And putting yourself under way more pressure than... Absolutely. Yeah, and then that I, you know, developed into that denial developed into anger, mm -hmm. that anger developed into depression. It, it just I was just down that part of my life was something that I look back to today. And then when I heard my wife call it the darkest for the first time, it was like holy shit! I can't believe I put her through that. Yeah, you know, can't believe I put her through that, and I can't believe she's still with me. Yeah. So what? What after the eight years? What got you to the point of like I need to make a change and switch this around i you know i was carrying my my son down the stairs um he was only 10 months old at the time mm -hmm. and uh so remember i was walking with a cane and i was also 250 pounds by the way at that point oh, i just wow. became so inactive that i didn't do anything and uh so i walked with the cane and then i was going down the stairs i got my son in one hand i'm like i got the railing i don't need my cane i just i'll come back for it later mm -hmm. right uh -huh. That, those are always the famous last words, right? And when yeah. you think something like that. I don't that, need it this time. Yeah, yeah, I don't need it this time, Definitely. right? Um, but sure enough, um, my, my, my legs didn't cooperate. It didn't move when I commanded to move. And mm -hmm. then, my, then my left leg proceeded to take the next step, which is down an extra step yeah. of stairs. And the two of us went tumbling down. Uh, ten, ten total steps, so an entire wow. flight of stairs. And that was my wake-up moment. When I hit the bottom, you know, I kept him on my body as close as I can. 
and I try to fall on my back as much as I could down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the worst part was, you know, it, he was okay, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But the worst part was when I looked up, my wife and my daughter, my two-year-old daughter and my wife, were they, they witnessed the whole thing and the, the look on their face, that, yeah. the, that sheer horror, uh, that was enough to just like kind of something snapped at that moment in me. I knew I had to make a change. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do, right? Um, certainly, it wasn't rich enough to fund a cure for myself, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm certainly not smart enough to find a cure for myself because if yeah. it was that easy, they would have figured it out by now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you are pretty smart. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty lucky. You know, I'm being in the right place in the right time. I'm pretty lucky, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm no dummy, right? But mm-hmm. uh, so I figured the f- best thing that I was going to do is is the next best thing for me to do is to just give myself up to science. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't going to, if I, there's no cure, so I'm going to give my body up so we can help find a cure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I started signing up for clinical trials as much as I can find, whatever I can find online. I, uh, and guys, this is before Google, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So yeah. this was, wait a minute. What was the internet yeah. before Google? I was, How did you search? <laughs> I was asking Jeeves. Uh, you guys don't even know that. I, right? know. I, remember, I remember G's. Asking I don't know G's. What that is. I was on Lycos, right? <laughs> I was on AOL and, you know, and, and Yahoo. Yeah, you <laughs> can ask Google an answer. Yeah, you don't Google things, but you Yahoo things back then. Or, yeah. Or, oh or you gosh. ask Jeeves. But, so, you know, but I went online and it really was the first time that I started educating myself on Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. The very first time. Um, after eight years. After eight years. Right? Absolutely not, did nothing those first eight years. And then, so I signed up for a clinical trial after clinical trial. And then just like getting involved in these clinical trials, you learn a lot, right? Yeah. Just not only just about the science of things, why they're doing this research, um, but you know, how that connects to, ultimately connects to a symptom or something, you know, with park related to Parkinson's. So like, these clinical trials, were they like, uh, just you doing like activities or certain forms of treatments and stuff? Oh, just it, all of the above. I mean, somewhere as simple as just answering questions. Uh-huh. You know, some you actually took medication. Uh, some I had my head cracked open three times for 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 another one. Um, what? And cracked open how? Take a look inside. And yeah, see. they drilled. They, they so they drilled the hole, right? What? Uh, and then they so it was it was a combination stem cell and gene therapy. Oh. Uh, so they they op- they drilled a hole. They extracted stem cells. Um, they. Uh, modify the stem cells so that to be dopamine producing cells mm-hmm. um, and then they inject it back in your brain to see see what happens see what sticks throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks right uh-huh. so so it's all and but the really the the best one or the one that kind of flipped the switch for me was a exosomes was <laughs> was uh it was a it was a clinical trial on phys- forced exercise okay physical therapy mm-hmm. and this this physical therapist was just making me exercise like for like not like a drill sergeant but i was on a, on on a table and and she was just like moving my legs over and over again and she got more of a workout than i did right? <laughs> yeah. but uh what that happened what happened is that it, it, it tricked the body into thinking that i was doing the movements uh-huh. um and then I, after a couple of sessions i've always felt at the end of those sessions that not at the end but like a little bit after those sessions i i would feel a little bit better mm-hmm. right so then, you know, I was like, well, maybe there's something to this exercise thing, right? And then I started doing more of that on my own. I started to, to uh, you know, walk at, around the block at home with my cane. Mm-hmm. And then when I felt comfortable, I, I left it at home and see how far I can get, right? Get to the mailbox and back. Get down yeah. the block and back. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I was doing blocks and then I would leave the cane and I was doing more. And then I started, I was like, what happens? What if I start jogging? Yeah. Right? So I started jogging. I was like, well, what if I stop jogging and start running? <laughs> and so this is all in 2000. So I was diagnosed in 2003. Uh-huh. And so by 2010 is when I started doing all these uh, clinical trials, uh-huh. like seven years, seven years later. And but, were you exercising before you were diagnosed? Uh, before I was diagnosed? Yes. I was a pretty darn good golfer. Um, okay. Actually, oh, you, wow. you, oh, oh yeah. You said you were card. athletic. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'd like went backwards. <laughs> no, it's all good. Now, um, you know, I kind of just gave it up. Right. Yeah. And, and, and actually that's a good point that I, that, that I want to talk about too, a little bit, and we can always come back to it. But one of the first things that I did, that was a huge mistake. And, and this is going to be a message to everybody that's dealing with any adversity, right? Mm-hmm. Just because I was told, Hey, Jimmy, you've got Parkinson's immediately. I shut everything down. 
anything movement related i was like i can't do that anymore i can't do that anymore and i right. gave it all up uh -huh. right yeah that was the worst thing i could have done and i gave it up i gave up golf i gave up you know playing basketball with my friends i gave up all these things that was active which led to my weight gain which led to my you know decline in, in ability to move mm -hmm. yeah that's uh, really interesting you bring that up because I was, I was talking about it with a couple of people yesterday like when someone gets diagnosed with something whether it's depression or whatever then they can say not use it as an excuse but kind of use it as an excuse to yeah. not function right. not do the things that they like doing they're saying like well i i can't do it because i'm sad absolutely so yeah. it's that's really interesting i and, and i did that and i know that's not that's not the way to go mm -hmm. right but so you know by 2010 i started started exercising a little bit by 2012, I, I did my first 5K, a first five. I've never ran more than a mile, right, you know, before that. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 when you do sports, right, you play football, you don't run a mile. And, <laughs> right. Right? Yeah, you just I, run on the field. I, I, I wrestled. You do a lot of running and wrestle, but it's, uh, in, in wrestling, you do a lot of running and wrestling. Did I say that right? I did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you don't run distance. Right. Right. And baseball, you don't run in baseball. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 90 feet. That's it. That's all you yeah. need to do. Uh -huh. Um so but it was the first time in my life ever that i completed a 5k mm -hmm. and you know i was like this is this is incredible i've done something post-diagnosis that i've never done pre-diagnosis yeah yeah right so i can do That's more awesome. so to, to to answer really the first question you asked me to answer to finally get to that point <laughs> i don't even remember the question yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know to finally answer your question so uh -huh. up to this point you know since 2012 uh, you know, I've, I went from 5k to 10k to, to half marathons up to marathons. Uh, I've completed uh, one ultra marathon, which was a 50 miler. Holy I've, I've done 16 marathons. I've done 104, 105 half marathons. I've done Whoa. triathlons. Um, I, I've, I was actually the first person with Parkinson's to complete a hundred mile bike ride in under five hours. Wow. So that's holding a 20 mile per hour average on a bike and triathlons. Uh, Bike running and swimming, right? Bike running and swimming and triathlons. Damn. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, so I did all of those things that I've never done before. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed after I was diagnosed, you know. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. So people now ask me all the time, Jimmy, can you imagine how how much faster you might be, how much stronger you might be, or, or all the things that you could have done if you've never been diagnosed with Parkinson's. My answer is very simple, is that I wouldn't be doing none of this shit. Right. <laughs> if, I was never, if I was never diagnosed that. with Parkinson's, I'd be sitting on the couch watching Netflix with everybody else. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you turned it into something that benefited you. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. And, you know, having a movement disorder, they say, is, uh, it, it, it's, it affects my movement. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that I can do for that is to just keep moving. Just move. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you're just move. Just, just move. Nice. So that's that's what I did, and you know, all of that led to all the other stuff that I've that I've done. You know, and yeah. my kids they grew up when when they're when they're growing up. Remember, my when I fell down the stairs, my son was ten months old. My daughter was two years old. Mm -hmm. Right. I was big and heavy back then, but they don't remember that. Right. right? from everything that they remember is when I started my turnaround. So to my kids, I've always been athletic, sort of a super dad, mm -hmm. right? So they'll always, and my, my daughter's athletic. So she's always like, you should try this. You should do that. And, yeah. and then American Ninja Warrior in 2017 uh -huh. came on and, and she's like, dad, you go do that. And she loves the show, right? Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I have Parkinson's, <laughs> right? What do you need for American Ninja Warrior? Let's see. Uh, grip strength. You need balance, uh -huh. right? Uh, you need the upper body strength. I'm a runner. Come on. I, those are three things I don't have. And then, you know, American Ninja Warrior is a great, it's, it's a great television show because it shows stories of people overcoming adversity. It shows stories of other people, yeah. you know, getting over 
getting over their own whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were watching, and then she's we're watching all these stories, and you know, you see a guy with one leg get out of the course, right? You see uh, someone else, you know, that just lost, like, is like wearing a uh, uh, was that a, a colostomy bag? Is that say that right? Um, what is that? The, the pee bag? Oh uh, yeah, I could. I can't think of the word. It's, oh, you know, I don't even know. Yeah, but I, the bag that holds your pee. There you go. Yes, <laughs> that. Um, so it, you see, so my daughter turns to me and says, "What's your excuse?" <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh -huh. and I'm like, "Holy shit! I don't have one." Right. <laughs> and I can't teach my kids what I'm trying to teach them if I keep making excuses. Right. So yeah. I'm like, "All right, just to shut her up, I'm gonna apply for the show." Right, just to shut it up. So you applied before even doing any training. I did, yeah, and I so <laughs> I had no training. I was like, oh, I just apply, right? Uh -huh. And I did, and then they're like, they called me and they're like, Hey, man, you want a shot? <laughs> I'm like, Are you serious? They're like, Yeah. Wow. I'm like, Okay. So then I have to get myself to a gym five weeks to prepare myself. They gave you five weeks yeah, five before weeks filming. Before filming. So when you signed up, you weren't really expecting them to call. Oh, of course not. Yeah, it was just tell your daughter, you're like, I signed up. Yeah, I was like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, sorry. So my daughter, my daughter's name is Karina. I'm like, sorry, Karina, I signed up. They didn't call me, right? I said, that's how I thought it was going to go down. <laughs> Five minutes later, it, hello? Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Man, I'm never going to win that billion dollars. Right? Let's see if that wins. No, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't yeah, work either. I should have I said that before I played the Mega Millions yeah. last time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like I kept pushing myself every time i achieve some some type of physical activity physical goal mm -hmm. i it, it doesn't end there I, I keep pushing myself out so you know and then since that moment being an american ninja warrior for the first time i fell in love with the sport i fell in love with training for it mm -hmm. because think about it i have a movement disorder right what better way for me to learn how to move my body around than learning how to move my body around. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. now right? we see that, like the videos that you post are like the, the pegboards and stuff like that. You're doing everything that is like, it's hard to do because you're fitting a little thing into a hole, right? Mm -hmm. and yeah. That's like, what is it? Doing something that is like really hard to do makes other things easier, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if I can, if I can move my body around an, a, a, an American Ninja Warrior obstacle course, mm -hmm. I can certainly move myself around a table, an end table, right? right. Stepping on Lego yeah. bricks. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, but just you know everything. Everything about learning movement is mm -hmm. you know, and how it relates to everyday life is exactly why I train my body nowadays. Now, you know, I don't run as much as I as I as I usually do anymore. Like as I'm not, I'm I'm no longer doing marathons and things like that. And it's just because I'm getting older. My my body is. I need to live in this body with Parkinson's for the next thirty years or so more. Right. So I just need to make sure I need to preserve my body. So yeah, I, running is like pretty notoriously bad for joints and stuff over yeah. time, right? You know, like, especially doing marathons and like yeah. training for a marathon. I mean, you did a fifty-mile marathon once, yeah, right? It's, 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 um, I run like five miles and I get shin splints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, so it just so every time I I I've, I do something, I try to push the, push it out a little bit. But you know, now that I'm learning how to move my body, it's great because. I, I can start relating everything back to my Parkinson's. How do I, how am I going to live, you know, with what I'm being affected by? How yeah. am I going to try not to let this disease get ahead of me? Mm -hmm. right? right. So well, you're faster. You run faster. You, you, you move. <laughs> you, yeah. Whatever you can. And I'll tell you what, I'm not fast. Right. I mean, I'll run a, if I push it, I can do a seven minute mile, mm -hmm. but like my marathons, the fastest I've done was a three hour and and I forget it was three hours and forty minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right? That sounds very fast. It's not bad. It's not bad, <laughs> but it's not. But it's not like you know, it's not two hours and fifteen minutes. Right? Sure. Yeah. But yeah. I tell you what, you know, I always compared myself every time I'm doing something athletic. I compare myself to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right? And I've learned over the years that that's really not the way to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to do things, if you're trying to improve yourself, um, that's really not the way to do it. You need to be the best for you. Right? So yeah. in 2015, check this out. It was, I ran my fastest marathon. I crossed the finish line. It was three hours and 40 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the charity event, at, at the end of the marathon, uh, I met the winner of the race. Mm -hmm. He ran it in two hours and 16 minutes. Jeez. Okay. And he comes up to me, he goes, hey man, congratulations. I'm like, hey, thanks. I'm like, you just like, you know, you're like a rocket out there. You killed it. He goes, he goes oh, you know, I, you know, I did all right. I did good. And, and then he's like, 
what was your time? And I'm like, you're asking me what my time is? I'm like, you know, I feel embarrassed, right? Uh -huh. Three hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. And he goes, that's amazing. It really is. I mean it. And then I realized after talking to him for another five or six minutes, he's, he really meant that it was amazing. So I asked him, I'm like, hey, why are you impressed with a three hour and 40 minute half marathon time when you just did the same distance in 216? Mm -hmm. He's like, look, I can run this distance in, in 216. It's just because that's how fast my legs move. That's how my body works. That's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me to stay out and gut out something for three hours and 40 minutes or for four hours, I couldn't do it. Right. He goes, so far for that, by that definition, you are fitter than I am. You are better than me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what? You know, it's like a mind blowing moment. You yeah. Know, I'm like, holy crap. Because you have the willpower to stick it through for a longer period of time than. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's, it's about how much you want something. Right. Right. Yeah. How much you're willing to give uh, and to go out and, and, and actually do it. Yeah. I, I had a, a gym coach in school and whenever we would run the mile, mm -hmm. any like track kids, they would run like a. 550 mile and he would give him an F and then like some overweight kid would run a 10 minute mile and he'd give him an A because they like were putting in more effort where the yes. track kids could run a like 505 mile but weren't trying. Right, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's I've learned in, you know, the, in the last few years, it's, it's just all about perspective. Yeah, it's, it's all about you, not what everyone else is doing. Yeah, and you know, when I stop comparing myself to everyone else, right? I mean, I'm, I'm never going to win American Ninja Warrior, right? I'm not going to win the million bucks, mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to win a marathon, right? I'm not going to run two hours. I'm not going to. I'm not going to win an Ironman, right? Which but is, you did it, and you showed yourself you could do it. You showed your kids and your yeah, family that you could do it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm just doing the best that I can for me. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I'm sharing my journey so that hopefully others can learn. Maybe you know, if I can help one person throughout this whole ordeal at the end of the day when I when I'm six feet under and 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 my family buried me and if I if one person comes up and says Jimmy's made a difference then that's that's a win for me yeah well yeah. I think you definitely do and all the things that you're saying sounds so universal as well like not comparing yourself to someone else yeah. and yeah. only working to better your own well-being and what you're doing as well as um, not succumbing to a diagnosis or being told you can't do something and, yeah. and saying Fuck you. Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, and, and just like you said, right, this applies to, I think if you just look at life in general, right? right. Exercise is good for you. Yeah. Right. Eating healthy is good for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Uh, and then, you know, not, not letting, not letting something define you doing the best, giving yourself a hundred percent, giving a hundred percent. These are all things that applies to life in general, not just yeah. Parkinson's, right. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, Bill Murray, I think it's Bill Murray, he said it best and he goes, always give you, always give 100% unless you're giving blood. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Bill Murray. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. So you've been on American Ninja Warrior three times, right? Uh, five times. Five times. Five times, yes. Do you have any plans to go on more? Uh, no. So last year was my, la was my last time. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll tell you guys why. Um, when you go on the show and all these teenagers come up to you and first of all, they say, they call me Mr. Choi, right? Mm -hmm. so Mr. Choi, I've watched you for, for the last, you know, four or five years. And I uh -huh. just want to say, uh, I want to say how great it is to meet you, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the next line they say is, Hey, can you talk to my dad? Because I want him to start doing this and he won't. Um, and you're like older than him. So, you know, if you can do it, then I'm like, okay. It's time to step back from this because all these kids now, all these teenagers are, are and, they're, and they're flying circles around me, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's time to step back. Uh, and my daughter's, uh, you know, she's, my daughter's been an American Ninja Warrior Junior. Uh, she competes. Uh, oh, no way. That. And then actually, um, you know, so this, it's uh, on, on Labor Day, uh, coming Labor Day, you'll, you guys will see me for the last time at American Ninja Warrior. Oh, that's about everyone. To Labor Day, check out Jimmy yeah. Choi, yeah, an American watch. Ninja Warrior. And I tell you what, or as the kids like to call him, Mr. Choi. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Choi. But you know what's what's the what I'm most excited excited about that is um, my daughter's on it with me. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, so, cool. Did she compete with you? Or? She did. She did. Wow, that's so, exciting. Can't tell you guys what happened, right? But it's, Yeah, uh, got to gotta wait I, and see. That's I'm, really cool. I'm excited for, for, for people to see that. There was some viewer questions. Should we ask some of those questions as well? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got some, we reached out to some uh, viewers, listeners. We got some questions for you. Yeah. Some, All, of, some of them sucked. But we didn't write those ones down. <laughs> we filled it through. We took, we took the good ones. So, yeah, we'll just run through. Get there some. are no bad questions, right? <laughs> just dumb questions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you ever get self-conscious about having Parkinson's? Oh, yeah, all the time. So I've learned like 95 different ways to hide Parkinson's, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, now I don't care. Right. I just mm -hmm. sit there and you guys probably see me just in here flailing about, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, when, when in my professional life, you, you have to hide because you don't know what people are going to perceive. Right. Right. So you, you know, sit, sit on my hands, you mm -hmm. know, uh, when I'm speaking on a podium at work, I do a lot of speaking in front of people. I just hang on to the podium for dear life. Wow. Right. Yeah. And then, so muscle activation actually lessens tremors and, and, and things like that. So if you're like squeezing it, you're, yeah, you're like, yeah, so I'm like, like hug, hugging the, 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 you know, the podium. Right. Yeah. So like, you still got a death grip on that thing. It looks yeah. So buff. <laughs> Start crushing it. <laughs> Start ripping things off of it, you know? So, um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I've come, I, there's a lot of ways to, to hide the different, different symptoms. Um, there's this, and check this out. Uh, there's actually a symptom that's not mm -hmm. really a symptom. It's a side effect of, a medi of my medication. It's mm -hmm. called dyskinesia. And um, it, it's basically a very rhythmic movement, right? So I have to choose when, you know, if I take this medication, I will have uncontrolled rhythmic movements or I can have uncontrolled tremors, right? choose choose your your oh. you know which so but when i do have dyskinesia and i and and it's very predictable it's very it's almost um it's more like a flow it's like more like a flow yeah and my wife always says you know what you look like you're slow jamming to your to yourself <laughs> uh when you <laughs> have that. Look at it. so you know so you know so that's a that's a way is like you know if i'm if i'm doing that and i'm just you know just like oh i'm just saying to myself or just uh, so many many different ways of of hiding uh but yes, I, I do get self-conscious. Imagine, you know, like uh, now you get tapped to pay when you go to, to, to grocery stores. Right. But they used to make you stick that card into a slot, right? Yeah. yeah. Now imagine a one-seventh inch slot for a one-eighth inch card. Right. For a guy with tremors trying to get that in there. Yeah. Everybody's staring. Everybody's oh, yeah. staring. Right? And then I told you guys already that stress elevates everything. So it makes it worse. It makes it even harder for me to put the card. In. Right. If you start to get embarrassed or stressed, then yeah. it's hard. Yeah. That's also kind of universal with like anxiety, I guess. It's Absolutely. like, you know, if you start getting anxious about something, it becomes harder and harder for you to do. Yeah. 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 I remember um, there's a TikTok you posted about you, you do like car dealing at a <sighs> casino night and some guy was just like being such a dick to you. Yeah. And can I tell that? Can we talk about that? Yeah, for a yeah, bit? please. Let's talk yeah, about absolutely. That a little bit. Um, so it was a it was a charity event, mm -hmm. right? First of all, you're at a charity event. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And second of all, the person at the charity event that's working the charity event is helping the charity. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you know I'm you know I I enjoy playing poker and then so I volunteer to to deal cards, right? Yeah. So then I sit down and I'm the dealer and. Everybody sits down. Everybody's going to see the tremoring. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, I say, hey, guys, don't worry. You know, don't worry about it. I said, I have tremors. I have Parkinson's. But you know what? We're here to have a good time. I'm going to deal the cards just fine. Yeah. But this guy sitting in, what is, this would be the seventh seat, right? Mm -hmm. And he's sitting over here. So a seventh seat is pretty, one of the closest seats to the dealers. Um, so he's like, he decides that making fun of it would be better than playing the game, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, if I deal the card just slightly off to the right or left of him, he'll go, miss deal, you know, and then yeah. you know, and he'll make a big fuss, right? So then the, 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 the floor person would have to come and, and, and there's really not a miss deal, right? But slowing down the game. Right. But I can deal with that, right? You can joke all you want about that. It's dumb, it's stupid. Like I said, I can laugh at myself. Yeah. yeah. But what he, the next thing that he does is more of a bully action, right? So I don't know if you guys play cards. Um, I've I, played. I don't play much, but like, I, but I, when you when you when you make a when you when somebody makes a bet and you go to call the bet, you have to obviously have the same amount, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, in casinos, they like to use five dollar chips or ten dollar or twenty five dollar chips, and mm -hmm. it stacks up. So he would bring slide these chips in, and then he would mimic my tremor and yeah. splash the pot, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. once the money is in the pot, players aren't allowed to touch it, right? It is up to the dealer to 
make sure that the pot is good. So he would splash the pot with his chips while mimicking and laughing about my tremors. Yeah. So now I've got to go and stack these chips up, picking up these chips, little tiny chips, one by one, and I've got to yeah. stack them up, right? And then, of course, 10 pairs of eyes, 10 players on this table, 10 pairs of eyes staring at me, it's, it's going to make it worse. Yeah. So it, it's having a really hard time stacking these chips and making the count right. And he didn't do it just once. He didn't do it twice. He did it every time he made a better made a call. Did anybody else at the table say something? Like, yeah, hey. everybody, yeah, to, to be fair, everybody at the table is like, dude, man, that's, that's fucked up, right? Yeah. Stop, yeah. you know, that's, that's messed up. Stop it, stop it. And then people call the, uh, the organizers over and the organizers like, hey, sir, you know, it's really disrespectful. Can you stop? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I got it, I got it. And then he just continued doing it. Damn. So ultimately, it's got to the point where I would just kick this guy's ass, right? <laughs> no, I was going to say. <laughs> or because I'm here and I represent the charity, it's probably not good for me to do that, right? Yeah. On behalf of the charity. Oh, I'd want to kick some ass. And I was going to say, you could probably beat his ass. Really. So I got up, I got up and left. Uh -huh, but okay. I, think, I think those who, uh, who know me and those who follow my either my TikToks or, or Instagram or whatever, know that I can literally rip this guy into two pieces. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, the better thing to do is walk away, but like you're, yeah. being, you're being bullied for one total dick move and the guy's ruining the game for everybody else you're working at a charity yeah. the whole thing is fucked up on so many different levels yeah. it's like the hell so you know what's wonderful about social social media is that the social media came you know and to you know they were very supportive of me say hey you did the right thing and then everybody's like tell me his name tell me his name <laughs> i'm like for, i'm not about that number two i don't know his name right they're about just, to get him he, canceled fired he, from work <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah they they they, they want to know and and um but i'm not about that and number, number two he was he was a player that i that i never met before i don't know him mm -hmm. right um, but you know, at the end of the day, and unfortunately, he apparently he was a big donor to the charity, and that's why they didn't kick him out. Yeah. You know, so it's money. Money drives a lot of things. What was the the charity for specifically? Uh, so it's cystic fibrosis. Gotcha. Okay. Right. That's crazy. He's a donor for a, a charity of some sort of thing like right. that, and he's which makes me think it's more of a some... tax write off for him than anything else. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He was invited yeah. to this because it was, because he made a big donation, which is probably a tax write. I don't want to speculate, but judging from how big of an a hole he was, yeah, right? The context clues add up. Sitting there acting like he didn't care, but he was there because he was a big donor, like and just kind of was like obligated yeah. to be there, sort of thing. Right. You know, but this stuff happens all the time, which is one one of my biggest reasons, uh, biggest. Uh, um, goals is to to again lessen the stigma for people with Parkinson's, right? Mm -hmm. I, I I don't want them to be ashamed of going out because of who they are. Yeah, you know, um, you know, this happened to me on an airplane too. You know, I sit there and and, and I tremor. Sometimes I end up on the, in the middle seat on a packed airplane. Mm -hmm. So then I would shake, and the person next to me would get nudged all you know throughout the entire flight. Yeah. And most people would, you know, they'll ask nicely, sir, can you, can you stop? Right. And then I'll explain my situation. And of course they feel like shit. They feel like complete assholes yeah. for even saying something. Right. I'm yeah. like, no, no, I completely get it. I understand. But then we have a cordial conversation and I can educate them about the disease yeah. if they yeah. want to learn. Right. But then there was one situation where this guy was like, um, a flight attendant, um, can I move? Because I don't want to catch it. I'm like, he wait, that. yeah. I'm like, wait, you you don't want to catch Parkinson's? I'm like, it's non-contagious, dude, right? <laughs> non-contagious. He's like, mm, I don't know about that. So that's how ignorant the general public oh, is, yeah. right, about the right. disease. So, and I'm, it's great. You, go ahead and move. So she moved him, yeah. right? But then now like, I've, got got extra, extra I've got extra room. I yeah. get to spread out a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know, I always try to make the best out of situations. But at the same time, um, you know, this stuff happens all the time in the grocery stores, like I said, on an airplane, um, at charity events. Yeah. Um, people just don't understand. And, and um, some of them, unfortunately, they, they think it's, it's better to, to laugh about it or just, you know, whatever. And say it's not right. affecting me, so I don't care. Exactly. I'm, I'm ignorant yeah. to it. I don't want to learn yeah. about it. And I'll joke about it because it doesn't affect me. Like, exactly. Um, next question. What are some misconceptions with Parkinson besides it being contagious? <laughs> we just learned. Good follow up. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, um, I, I mentioned a couple already, right? That it's only for old people. Mm -hmm. uh, right. That it's that it's just the tremors, right? Uh, the other part about Parkinson's that nobody really understands is that it affects the cognitive 
side of the brain as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not just it's not just movement, but like getting words out can be really slow. Mm-hmm. But you're really um, really good at it. Well, thank you. And I'm, yeah. I'm I talk really fast because I've been trained to do that too. Because once you kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like siphoning like gasoline with a pipe. If you guys ever you know like with a where you. I've never stolen gasoline (laughs) before. (laughs) Really, even in this environment. (laughs) But but you know, it's kind of like once you get the train rolling, then it you just go. Yeah, right. But uh, I do stutter quite a bit um, when when I'm when I get start getting flustered. I I will stutter because I can't get the words out. And then also just you know, uh, just like general like day fog, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some people with Parkinson's experience hallucinations, mm-hmm. uh, and some people with Parkinson's will completely uh, just kind of like not just not not really zone out, but you're you're still doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you, there's no awareness of that mm-hmm. right that's going on. You mm-hmm. know, like I would get home, drive my kids home from practice, right, and have no idea how I got there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. like a like a like a drunk. Um, you know, um, hangover type of feel, like a, like a hazy state of like, yeah, hazy state, and it's I'm like here, but I don't feel like I'm here, kind of thing. Yeah, and and you know, one of the things, you know, when you see a person with Parkinson's at a party, they're they usually are in the corner by themselves. Yeah. Number one, either they're embarrassed about the, the the symptoms, yeah, or they're just not engaged. And it's not because they don't want to. It's not because I don't want to be engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's the disease. Yeah. So, um, you know, my my wish and my hope for people, the general public out there, is when you see someone in that situation, is continue to engage. Continue, unless they physically say, "Get the hell out of my face" <laughs> or "Stop!" Right? Continue yeah. to engage because they're, they're, we want to. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but it's, sometimes it's just hard. But ultimately, we will try if we're we're continually encouraged. Is Parkinson's genetic? Um, good question. Science is still trying to provide an answer to that. But statistically speaking, no, it's not. What that means is that if any, if a person is going to have Parkinson's disease, it's in their system somewhere. Is whether it's in a gene, whether it's in, so you're 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 primed to have Parkinson's, but something in the environment pulls the trigger. Oh, uh, so they think you're born with it, and then some sort of event. Yes, yes, and no, sets right? Sets it off. Yeah, some some kind of event sets it off, right? Um, and then you you hear all the time, right? Oh, well, you know. It runs in my family. Um, my my uncle had it. My mm-hmm. my dad had it. Mm-hmm. My grandpa had it. Now I have it, right? Um, but when you look at it statistically, only about less than only less than ten percent of all the cases of people with Parkinson's can can attribute it to genetics or to uh, family line. What all these other cases of oh my dad had it or my brother has it and now I have it right how do you explain that if it's not genetic well you guys lived in the same environment growing up didn't you yeah. right mm-hmm. right yeah so, so something in the environment pulled the trigger right interesting and so we know we know um, people uh, veterans who fought in Vietnam uh, and actually in in Iraq uh, have a higher rate of Parkinson's right and uh, agent orange is a is 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 a chemical that's known to cause uh that's been linked to parkinson's and that's military uh, related right right um and then there's uh uh, paraquat which is a pest insecticide that is linked heavily to people with parkinson's wow um and then head trauma right muhammad ali's is is a good is a good example you get punched in the head too many times and i mentioned i played you know football uh in high school and I was an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, offensive lineman, you bang your head every, every play. Yeah. yeah. And then back in the, back in the, in the late eighties and early nineties, when I played uh, concussions was like, whatever, dude, just get up, drink, you know, smell some sm- uh, smelling sauce and get out, get back out there and do it yeah. all over again. Yeah. You know? Um, so those are triggers for Parkinson's and um, no one can really pinpoint what that is. That's it related to a movie, but have you seen, Christian Bale's Batman trilogy? I have not. Uh, they put something in the water and then they activate it with oh, smoke. Okay, that part I know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it reminds that, me of. That yeah. part I know. I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge Batman fan, but unfortunately, during that Christian Bale era, that, that was, was the dark era. That age. was my dark era. And, yeah. and, and I was uh, trying to kill myself, make, you know, trying, to, trying to make money for my family and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, well, 
it's he's the Dark Knight. So he's the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to connect. Maybe I, I should. I need to go back and watch all all, all those all, all his movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> also, good. as you, you said that um, there obviously there is no cure, but they've been doing. You did like a bunch of cr- clinical trials and stuff like that. They're still working towards finding something that Absolutely. will stop it. Obviously, yeah. So you know, and I, that this might be one of the questions, right? Is that you know how? And and I get asked all this time, so I'm just going to jump right out ahead and say this. Um, people ask me all the time, what is my outlook for the disease, right? Do you think I'll find a cure? They'll find a cure in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. What I like to say is I'm very optimistic about where, where the research has taken us, where the science has taken us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very optimistic that there will be a disease-modifying treatment in my lifetime. Wow. You know, and what that means is may not be a cure, but disease-modifying means slowing, stopping, or reversing the symptoms of Parkinson's. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if any of those can be done, I'll be a happy camper. Yeah. Because if you ask me, hey, Jimmy, can you live the rest of your life in this current state? The answer is yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, the answer is yes. It sucks, but yeah, I can, I can do it. Um, so, you know, if it doesn't get worse for me, that's, that, that would be a huge win mm-hmm. for anybody. That would yeah. be a huge win. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, when you look at like the way technology and medicine has advanced in like a 10-year span it's insane so yeah, absolutely absolutely we're always finding new ways of, of doing research yeah and it is crazy you already you found one way that kind of reversed it in a in a way yeah exercise yeah, and you know what it's you know people look at me and they think well you're it's it's a fluke jimmy you're a fluke i'm like no i'm not a fluke i'm just i'm i'm, I'm one guy that they, someone stuck a camera in front of once mm-hmm. so people know about right right but I can talk, we can talk about guys with Parkinson's that's walked across America in world record time. Yeah. I can tell you about a guy who did seven marathons on seven continents in seven days, and he lives with Parkinson's. Wow. You know, I can tell you a guy that's, that's uh, on, on, on an Olympic rowing team, you know, setting world records on the Concept 2 rowers, right? And he has Parkinson's. I can tell you about, I can go on and on and on and on. You know? Yeah. Um, a woman that has run 200 half marathons and 100 full marathons. Um, I can go on and on, but you know, again, someone stuck a camera in my face. Uh, but exercise, yes, is the best um, is the is the best medicine for for Parkinson's. This kind of goes with the people you're listing off. But who's the most inspirational person in your life? Uh, you know, the most inspirational person it has to be. It's kind of cliche, but I think it has to be my wife. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, I mentioned, actually, I've never actually, I've done a lot of podcasts and I've actually, actually never said that. So she's going to be listening to this. So honey, <laughs> yes, this is the first time I'm saying it. But really it's, it's because of everything that she's, she's gone through yeah. in my dark years. Mm-hmm. And then she's, I mean, you, you look at all the photos, right? You never see her in the photos. You see all the videos, you never see her. Um, but she's always there in the back. She's always there when I cross the finish line. She's always there cheering, um, you know, whether I fall in the pool on American Ninja Warrior or not. A couple, one thing that we haven't talked about is that I, had, I, I broke two world records during the pandemic. Two fitness world records. One for burpees and one for push-ups. What, what both, was the record? Yeah, so one is uh, for number of chest-to-ground hand-release burpees in one minute. And I did 30 in one minute. Nice. And then I hate those. <laughs> everybody yeah, does. Are the worst. <laughs> and then, um, and then the other one was uh, lateral plyometric push-ups. So in my entire body over a line, back and forth in one minute, and it was forty in one minute. Wow. Um, so I did that, and you know, like if you if you if you watch the video, and yeah, the person screaming the loudest, the person, you know, having the biggest cheer, and it, it's always her. It's always her, no matter no matter what I do. Um, yeah. And then when I'm down, she's there. She's lifting me up. She's she's my rock. And um, and then when I retired uh, from my professional life, uh, you know, she's she she continued driving to take care of the family and everything. They 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 say behind every great man is an even better woman, and there's no there there's no better example than her. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Uh, one of the questions is: Did you have to go off any medication for American Ninja Warrior? No, um, in fact, they they were great. Uh, first of all, they, they they verified everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and because the Parkinson's medication that I'm, I'm I'm that I'm on is not performance enhancement for your average human person, right? It is actually performance detrimental. If you so, if a healthy person takes uh-huh. what I take, I I, I, t- I talked about the dyskinesia, right? Yeah. Uh, 
they would be they would not have any con- like they would lose so much control over their over their bodies actually right. detrimental um, so no it was it was not a banned substance and and they were very good they actually uh gave me uh like they actually gave me a cue to say you're about to compete how much time do you need for your medicine to work let's make sure you're you're at your best yeah very supportive very supportive um, staff over there one question is i'm a behavioral therapist and would love him to shout out my pts is that patients i don't know what that means <laughs> you need a positive thought, boost what does that mean <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, shout out, shout out. <laughs> hey, no, it's uh, no, uh, so it, it, it's a, you know, a behavioral uh, therapist is is important uh, for people ask about my care team. It's not just my movement disorder specialist, which is also my neurologist. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, my my general practitioner or doctors. It's not just the nurses. It's also uh, uh, physical therapists. It is also occupational therapists. Um, it's it's um, you know the psychiatric help. It's these my care team consists of, and, and I include my coaches mm-hmm. into all of that. You know, yeah. I've got I have a coach for running. I have a coach for American Ninja Warrior or obstacle course. I have a coach for general fitness. They're all part of my care team. So everybody's important. And um, and thank him or her for the question and a big shout out. I th- yeah, I think it was shout out to my practitioners, to other, beha- to other to, practitioners, to behavioral yeah. therapists. Either way, you know, practitioners, thank you guys for all for what you're doing. And patients, keep doing it. Just get out there and don't give up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I would and like then, to ditto that message. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, and then last question. Uh, have you had any injuries since uh-huh. being diagnosed? Uh, you know... Injuries uh, related to training, of course, right? Overuse, mm-hmm. tendonitis, uh, plantar fascia, uh, pinch nerve, pinch, well, <laughs> yeah, pinch nerve, bad back, you know. But a lot of that is is has to do with old. I think it has to do with age also. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I learned it's very important is that I don't immediately attribute everything to Parkinson's, mm-hmm. right? Oh man, I feel tired today. It must be the Parkinson's, right? Right. No, it's it, that it's not. It, Parkinson's to me is the last resort. If I have an injury, I'm going to treat that injury as if it's an injury on its own. Yeah. Right. Smart. I'm not just gonna. Oh, it must be the Parkinson's. So I'm just gonna leave it alone, and then it gets worse. Right? right. So if I treat a new ailment, new injury as its its individual thing first, and then if it doesn't work, then okay, maybe it is the Parkinson's, right? But I, I find that if I treat something as if it's on its own first, a lot of times I'm able to find either workarounds or or alleviate that that ailment or the injury altogether. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's really important. Like I I deal with a lot of like mental problems, like anxiously and stuff like that. And that's been something in the past few weeks that I've just recently been able to be like, okay, that little pain there is, doesn't mean I'm dying or what, <laughs> like, you know, like instead of going spiraling into this like it, it is the worst thing possible just focusing on it as his own thing and then being like all right solve the problem right yeah solve the problem like yeah. you, you 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 feel a problem you solve a problem mm-hmm. right at one point i was falling so much because i was losing my balance even after all this obstacle training after all the running mm-hmm. two things that i did that was unconventional right number one is i got a dog <laughs> right. so um with Parkinson's, um, whenever the scenery changes, whenever you lose track of something and then you have to find the next thing to track, uh-huh. right? That's that time that it takes for me to say, if I pass a car, if I'm running, if I pass a car and then I have to find another object to track, right? That time that passes, the brain freezes up. All the muscles stop moving because I'm trying to concentrate on one task, oh, right? Yeah. That's when I fall because now my, my legs stop running my body kept going and then I take a fall. Right. So now I went out and I went out and I got myself a dog who runs with me. So now instead of having to oh. keep changing my eyesight and track, I just keep focused. She's been trained to run in front of me for six, six feet in front of me. Oh, huh. wow. So now I just concentrate on her. I don't have to switch the way I track things. I don't fall when I run, when I run with her. Damn. And I've trained her to, to, go, to, if I say left, right, she'll turn left, right. She'll recognize the stop signs and things like that. So wow. That's so sick. So yeah. you solved the problem and you got a dog. And I got a dog, <laughs> right, yes. And you trained this dog. This dog yeah, and, she's, and, 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 now, and now she runs the house, like I said. <laughs> so that's one of the things. Second thing I did was, you know, going back to those burpees, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was falling a lot. So now I thought to myself, what, from a physical perspective, what can I do for myself that's going to help my situation? If you think mm-hmm. about it, that burpee is a controlled fall, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then I got to get myself back up off of the ground. And that's building strength to get back up. Yeah. So if I do take a fall, I can fall safely, number one. And number two, I can get myself back up. That's why I started doing burpees. And I did so much of them that it gave me an opportunity to break a, a world record. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's sick. <laughs> hey, Alexa, play Chumbawamba. I get knocked down. That's right. But uh, I get up again. That is actually, that is actually a post-workout burner that I do. Uh, and every time you say I get knocked down, it's a burpee. That's sick. <laughs> and, and in case you're wondering, it's 22 burpees in that song. Oh, fuck. Now, whenever the song goes into the chorus part where the lady is singing, uh-huh. right? And instead of, like, you're not just standing around, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're holding a squat. <laughs> Until they say I get knocked down, it, then you do it. It wasn't hard enough. You had to add another. You know thing. what? That's just that's just how it works. <laughs> All right, next time we work out, I'm throwing that in there. Yes, Chumba yeah. Wumba burnout burpee workout at the end. Anytime squats. you hear that song, you got to do burpees. That's and right. A squat. I, I, I love it. <laughs> if you're in a bar, if you're doing karaoke, whenever that song's on. Yeah. Hey, I was at Disney uh, Disney with my kids, and uh-huh. we were in line, and uh, the lines are so long, right? I'm like, what are we gonna do for whatever time? I'm like. Every minute on the minute on the minute we're doing three burpees. In Every, line? In line. Yeah. Every minute the whole on the family? minute. He's raising champs. You know what? <laughs> Just my, my, my daughter is like, um, I'll do a few and then I will film you the rest of the way. <laughs> but someone else in line actually jumped in and did it with me the entire way. Wow. Yeah. So but you know, like find find opportunities to move, find opportunities to there's in in life, you know, you can sit around toy your thumbs in line or you can do burpees. Yeah. Let's do yeah. some burpees. True. <laughs> Standing around Impressive. waiting in line with nothing to do is one of the worst things ever. So yeah. like if you can come up with something. Absolutely. It makes that's... the time go by fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. It gives you something to do, stay active, and you get to sharpen a skill. Yeah. And everybody else gets to look at you impressed that you're doing fucking burpees. <laughs> impressed or like you're a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a fine line between the two. Yeah, but you got you to gotta let people laugh at you while you laugh at yourself. Absolutely. Who cares what they think, right? Yeah. And Absolutely. in your mind, you, you know you could beat them all up <laughs> if you needed to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you are going to be on American Ninja Warrior with your daughter on Labor Day. Yes. So definitely check that out. Yes. And then... Is there anything else you'd like to to plug before we close up here? Well, no, I mean, you know, maybe not so much plug, but just I just want the people out there to to know that you know life is gonna deal some obstacles in your way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's up to you to to decide what you want to do to get around it. There's always a way around, right? It may not be as straight as point A to B, right? But yeah. There's always a way around. It's just up to you how you do it. You know, one last story for you guys. Um, in 2018, uh, I was participating in the Spartan race. Now, if you guys know what a Spartan race is, there's mud runs with obstacles. Right. Yeah. Right. And this was the World Championships. <laughs> it's in, in Lake Tahoe. And uh, I train in Illinois where it's nice and flat. Right. Mm-hmm. Lake Tahoe is the first three miles is completely up a ski, ski hill. <laughs> oh, and we're 9,000 feet up with no air. Oh, not for man. my lungs. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I get up to the top and I'm gassed. Mm-hmm. Right. First three miles is uphill. I'm gassed. I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know if I should I'll go on. I said, you know what? If I quit, nobody would think any less of me if I quit. Right. Because I'm here. I'm at the world championships. I qualified for the world championships. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, no one would think any less of me if I quit. But just at that moment, just at that moment, this badass uh, former military guy with no legs comes rumbling through on his arms only. Just arms and just <laughs> arms and stub. I, 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 I don't know. I, if I offend anybody with that comment, I, I just don't know how else to describe it. No, yeah. Right? Arms and stuff. He had no legs. Like, I think it's up to mid-thigh. Holy shit. And he was shit. just, like, you know, on his fists. Boom, 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 boom. Running. He went right past me. I'm like, what excuse do I have? <laughs> yeah. You know? And then so, you know, I, 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 I composed myself. Mm-hmm. Right? I sat there and I looked at that ski, that ski lift, bringing people back down. Right? I'm like, no one would think less of me if I got on. Yeah. I saw that guy go by, right? I'm like, how do you want to tackle this obstacle? I could be like this guy. I can be like a badass, right? Right. Or I can give up. Yeah. Right? yeah. I finished. I, I, I went on and I finished fourth in my age group. Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's so, wild. That's it. Never give up. Never give up. Don't Never be a quitter up. unless you have to quit something, yeah. I guess. Well, well, or, or always give 100% unless you're giving blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well shit thank you so much for coming on i think everything you said was like really really 
what people need to hear, especially in the past couple of years over the pandemic, oh, like absolutely. there's so many people losing motivation and quitting and giving up that yeah. need to hear what you have to say about not giving up. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Very inspirational. I feel like I've got to go work out for, <laughs> for four hours. <laughs> go, go on some run. But. Hey, maybe then maybe if you guys ever want to do a YouTube video of, of you guys joining in one of my workouts, that'd be sick. I'm I, down. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm, How long are you here for? I know. I mean, I don't know if this is doxing you, but you're moving out here, right? Uh, yeah, but when my kids go to college, we'll gotcha. be, my, my wife and I will be will be out here. Sweet. Uh, but yeah. Cool. Well, Collab. Let's, <laughs> let's go. I'm down. Yeah. It's always a lot of fun. And uh, it, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, it's not about not about who wins or loses or whatever. Let's <laughs> all have some fun. That's something that's... the guy who knows he's going to win says. No. <laughs> <laughs> But no, thank you guys for having me. It really, it's always an honor to be asked to share my story and um, for you guys to give me the opportunity on your platform. I greatly, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank we you appreciate so much. you telling yeah. it on our, on our platform. Yeah. Like, we're, <laughs> we're happy to have you here. So thank you so much, Jimmy. And uh, now, shall we say it? Shall we say NGMI out on the count of three? Yeah, we have our outro. We say NGMI out. All oh, right. do we extend it though? Do we do the long? Oh. Yeah, out for like three seconds. <laughs> for three seconds. All right. I'll do the best I can. <laughs> all right. He says NGMI, then we all say out. Okay. All right. NGMI out. out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>